Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Deanne, I'm, I'm just thrilled to death to have you on here today. We go back a long way and um, it's just been amazing to see you climb the ladder and see what you're doing and knowing you personally. You know, I was telling somebody the other day about you and saying that when we were at Buffini back in 17, um, I saw you post on Facebook that you were at the event and I went, oh, well, I'm at the event and we happened to be what, three or four seats from each other and didn't even know it. So that was neat because we'd never met personally. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I got to meet your moms. So, so what we're going to talk about today is everything that you can bring to the table to help real estate agents in today's market. And then I love the title that we're going to do this is, would you still hire you? So I love that. So let's start off with you and your background and what you're bringing to the table for everybody today. Well, it is such a privilege to be with you, Kim, and and truly, I mean, through the years, I have watched you and what you've done to the industry and to help um, us as sales professionals and realtors across the nation, you know, do what we do and do it better. And so just a big, quick thank you to you and, and even in your opening about how we finally got to come full circle and meet each other in person after having this incredible relationship, nurturing, you know, a beautiful relationship from a far and in mm-hmm. that very moment you know when when you captured a moment that I had posted and the reach out and the connect and I think that is so pivotal for what we as real estate professionals do because we connect with people we build relationships with people you don't know where they may ultimately open doors if you will or how you can be an influence other people's lives but I mean our even story because the real the real magic of it is it dates back to 1995 Kim I think it was when you know I was in in my real estate career um, I had just started and I was working with my mom who you know many years later I think we figured out it was 2017 when not only you met myself but my mom you know we had we had seen you from afar on a panel and you were presenting about the power of of having assistance and asking for help in this business to be able to do your job better to serve your clients and you know I engaged you from afar as my virtual assistant to help me get organized and to be my strength where I had weaknesses so you know 26 years later I am um, still loving every minute of this business and it all started from 1978 when I was just helping my mom study for her real estate license. And it's been an awesome journey ever since. But um, thank you for being a huge part of it. And it's really great oh, to be here. Today. You're so sweet. Well, I'm I'm honored to have been a part of it. So there you go. So jumping right in, kind of give us your background. You know, um, you know, you had started out as an agent and now you are high up on the ladder with Berkshire Hathaway. So kind of tell us that journey. Well, every day I'm just here to serve. And and a couple of little known facts about me was I actually started in this business as a receptionist. 
um, you know, I would, I would be helping my mother. Um, although originally I was not going to be pursuing a career in real estate. And my first career was as a pharmaceutical sales rep. Um, but then I went back and, and as life kind of led me, I, I was pursuing an MBA and my mother was opening up her own brokerage after 16 years of being a sales professional herself. And she needed a receptionist. And I figured, well, maybe I could do that in between classes and help her out. And sure enough, it was a Friday afternoon. And I remember, um, I think it was leading into Georgia football games. So, you know, people are busy leading into Georgia, Georgia games. And I was trying to find an agent that would be available to help a client. And, you know, everyone was already committed short notice. And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, I said, I should get my license and be able to help. I just... I wanted so much to help this person that was coming into town and our agents were already committed. And so that's truly what sparked me. And I've done everything from a receptionist to a listing coordinator to a marketing manager. Um, I loved my career as a sales professional. And then it just opened doors to, I was, you know, became a trainer and a coach and then a managing broker and then a regional and just really feel, feel blessed that this past summer um, I was given the privilege to become our president and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Georgia Properties, here with 29 offices, 1,600 sales professionals. Isn't that amazing? You know, I mean, just that one, one afternoon just totally changed your life, you know, and I just think that's just awesome. And, you know, what you have been through, you didn't just start out as a real estate agent, you started out behind the scenes and learned what goes into an agent's business and I think that's something that's very unique that most brokerages or, you know, senior vice presidents, they don't experience. So what you bring to the table to help, you know, the agents that y'all have to learn how to be, what I always say is you're an entrepreneur, you're an also, right. but you're also a real estate agent. So you have to learn how to run your business because if you don't run your business successfully, you're going to fail because it's going to catch up to you in the long run. So, right. you know, kind of talking about that with your background, when you are training your agents, that's probably a big part of what you bring to the table is you've got to know this. You may not do it yourself, but you still have to know how to do it. You know, right. I use this analogy. You know, I, we talk to our independent contractors or our sales professionals, you know, that they are the CEO of their own business. Mm -hmm. and enduring business, but they've got to have enough acumen to understand the operations and the marketing and, and, and even whether they're doing it within their company and leaning in on the support of a company or they do go to 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 build a team, you know, understanding the financial piece, understanding the the operations and the business marketing side of things, you know, you've got to have that multidimensional ability um, to, to keep it moving forward. So that's, that's well said, but, but I'm a big believer and you need to lean in on your team and whether you're an individual agent leaning into the team support of your company, or if you get to a place in your career where you're looking to expand your team, or when you were like me, who is an individual agent that, you know, leaned into you to help me with mm -hmm. my virtual assistant work back in the day. Well, you know, it's kind of like they say, you know, what do you hate to do and find the person that does love it and let them do it? You know, that's right. It's that good old fashioned Ben Franklin list, you know, exactly. what are you really strong at? And what mm -hmm. could we, and also what's the highest net worth activities and return on investment activities for you as a sales professional, which we all know is being out frontline with the people, talking to them, showing, negotiating, writing offers at closing and, you know, repeat. Yep. You can, repeat, can delegate repeat, the other. Repeat. 
You got it. You got it. Yeah. So kind of take us through when you onboard a new agent. Um, what would you say, you know, maybe two tips that you would give a new agent when you're onboarding them? Kind of well, walk the first, us that's that's a, such a great question. And, and prior to, to welcoming someone to our company, we do spend a lot of time really laying out, you know, the expectations and what the career is. You know, through my career, I have for me to be able to identify talent as it is for me to be able to counsel talent up front before they take the leap into this business. Is this business right for them? And are they going to be able to, you know, persevere and pursue, you know, pursue and proceed as a, what we like to call a forever agent that's not just here to launch or for a transaction, but for the life cycle. So, you know, once we've done that really kind of counseling up front, you know, I always tell them that this is their business. You know, we do not hire hobbyists. You know, we are gifted with the privilege of bringing people home and invested with helping them navigate wealth accumulation in their most important financial asset that most people will ever own, whether it's residential or then taking them into the commercial path and so forth. And so, you know, we've got to be there. And Kim, I just read a fascinating statistic that, you know, Pre-pandemic, people are living in their homes every, you know, and moving every four to seven years. That is doubling. Right now, it is looking like people are staying in their homes every 10 to 13 years. But NAR statistic and all the wonderful research that they put out has an agent that has an average tenure of less than eight years. So think about that. You know, homeowners are outliving and outlasting the tenure of a realtor's duration. And so there's a gap. So we're so passionate about asking our agents and asking them to be prepared to not do this for just a moment, but to make it something that's going to be a milestone in their life that'll become their forever career. So there. And then number two, I used to always teach post-license. And one of my first questions would be, why'd you get in this business? And I knew when somebody says, oh, I love to look at houses and I love to drive around and they're beautiful. Well, you know, the short answer was wait till you go through your first inspection and there's squirrels in the attic or there's a stucco problem or there's termites in the mm-hmm. in the wood. And, and you may not like houses as much as you first thought you did. But if you love people and you love helping them achieve dreams and you love helping move them forward and building communities, then this is the business for you. So I go back to what's their why. Why did they feel that this was the right career for them? And are they ready to move forward? And 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 do they have a client base? Do they know people? And if they don't have a big sphere, you know, are they willing to go out and meet? Another little quick before I turn it back to you, Kim, if I could, is oh, you sure. know, sometimes people say, Oh, but your mother was in this business for 45 years. So this was easy for you. It was not because mm-hmm. I picked up in my very first couple of months and I moved to a totally new market in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, I didn't know a soul and I did not have a sphere and I did not have a network. And so I go back to that number two recommendation was I knew in order to make this business a career for me forever, I had to be able to network and build loyalty and trust with raving fans mm-hmm. um, in order to succeed. So those are my two probably biggest points. It's a business. It's not a hobby. Right. And you've got to be in it for the people. And I, I totally 150% agree with you because when I talk to agents, they just look at the real estate business, buying and selling real estate. They don't look at the systems that go into place to run that successful business. So when I talk to agents, I always ask them, find out what your company or your brokerage or your team leader is going to give you and help you 
succeed. Because when you succeed, they succeed. And if they're not going to give you those tools, then you need to find the right brokerage or the right team leader, you know, or age or whatever that may be, that's going to be able to help you build your business because everybody wants to succeed, but a lot of them just get thrown out there and then they don't know what to do. And so they get very frustrated. And then, you know, what you want, you know, it's kind of like I always say, I love competition, but you better bring your game because I'm bringing mine, you bring yours. And, and when you do that, it's a great relationship. And I think now more than ever to the the statistic I just shared, you got to bring your game mm-hmm. and you got to be the best you can be at point of sale, you know, in nurturing that relationship so that they'll be willing to entrust you with that, at that investment, whether it's buying or selling. But now we've got this continuum, this, this longer gap that mm-hmm. what are you able to do to provide relevancy? Is it continually providing real estate market reviews? Is it having the affinity, the core partners that can take a look at, is it time to refinance? Do you need to have a different mortgage opportunity? Have you had a life change? Do you need to be having you know legal advice? Is it right to LLC or do you need to have a title review done? You know, mm-hmm. Do you have peace of mind with insurance and with warranty or even pest control? And what's happening now in between the transaction because we as real estate professionals, there's going to be a longer life cycle until we're probably called back in, in many cases, to be at that point of sale for that particular game phrase. Right. So what are we going to do to keep cheering from the sidelines in order mm-hmm. to also generate the trust for referrals and repeat business and investments and so forth? So I think this is something that I'm seeing in my you know nearly three decades of this industry that we've got to be able to respond to like never before. And not mm-hmm. just rely on that moment in time when they are ready to to have us open open the doors to a new home or, or property. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I think in the time that we are in right now, a lot of agents haven't, haven't experienced this type of a season. And yeah. so it's even more important for them to take notice and prepare that, you know, this market changes, you know, it, it's, it changes overnight, practically, we just experienced that. So, you know, the, the agents have to have that, that confidence that when the market does shift, they are strong in what they have been doing in their past to help them carry them forward. You know, like you said, I- a strong, you know, past client database. You know, if you don't have a good database, build it. Yeah, you've got that right. That is your client base. And I, I love that comment because I was just speaking with one of our top agents who's been in the business, you know, 18 years. And her comment to me was, you know, Deanne, I just realized I got to get back on my game with sharpening my negotiating skills. So mm-hmm. if someone's been in the business less than three years or they've been in the business, but they've been in a marketplace where, you know, you were getting 42 offers on a property and there was no due diligence, no financing, no appraisal contingency. Yeah. And it was either take it like this Honing the skill set of negotiating, I think, is probably one of the best things that we as professionals can be doing right now because mm-hmm. we are getting back into, I call it the great reset, is what we're going yes. through right now. I always <laughs> like to see things, you know, positive despite what's in the headlines mm-hmm. and the news. Um, right. Because it is, this is a normalizing, this is a recalibration, and this is a good thing mm-hmm. to be able to make the experience more reasonable and not as inflated as, as what we experienced the past, you know, two to three years. Right. Well, it's kind of like somebody I heard somebody talking, I may not say this correctly, but they were saying um, when an, a, a home buyer or a home seller comes to them and says, well, you know, with the interest rates and with this going on and that going on, you know, is this a good time for me to sell? 
And he said, my question is always right back to them. Is this a good time for you to sell? Why are you selling right now? Because everybody is going to buy and sell. It's just a different season for everybody. I don't know if I said that right, but you know what I mean by it is that like when my husband and I bought our first house, that was in 90, uh, 1980, late 80s. And we were paying like 18% interest. And we were thrilled because all of our friends were paying 22 to 24%. But it was our season, you know, and we wanted a home. We said, you know what, we'll buy the home. We didn't know any different. But then when the rates came down, then we decided, okay, is it smart to refinance and things like that? So it's like the market is always ready to buy and sell. It's just when that home buyer is ready or that home seller is ready. I don't know if you that said came it out. right. No, you said absolutely right. You know, I, we even posted some kind of consumer sentiment um, marketing pieces, because if you really think about exactly what you just said, Kim, you know, if you bought a home in the past two or three years, right. But if it had the price appreciation had escalated so high or maybe you got into a bidding war and you paid thirty, forty, $50,000, $100,000 more, yet you got a 3% interest rate when you back out into the monthly payment. Yeah. What does that really equate to versus if now as prices are settling back in and sure, maybe you're hitting a 6% interest rate that you can always refinance. We know this about mm -hmm. interest rates. They're going to be cyclical, just like mm -hmm. the market. And over the past 30 years, you know, the average interest rate has been right around 7%. I think it was 6.65 or 6.68 mm -hmm. was the last statistic. So we're right in a normal interest rate. But you know this, you can't buy happiness, no. but you can't put a price on what you're going to be able to do when you make a move and you move into a home that fulfills your needs and fulfills your lifestyle. It, it accomplishes the dream. Mm -hmm. And there's no price you can put on those lifestyle moments. So no. we we absolutely tell our people and NAR is predicting that sure, maybe we won't have nearly 7 million people moving this year and that's okay. We need to get mm -hmm. the inventory back to give you the options. And if they're predicting over 4 million, that's still a lot of opportunities. Right. And there are going to be opportunities around you. And mm -hmm. I also think we'll see a decline in the number of agents leveling out who got into the business or whatever the reason was the past three years and are realizing that, you know, you got to have some muscle and be willing to, to last in this business to right. survive. Um, well, you know, so if we go back, yeah, when you go back to, um, you know, what, 2008 through 2010, you know, when big short sales and the collapse of the financial industry and all of that, you know, it was a, a wake up call for a lot of agents, even those that have been in the business for years, they had to rethink, how can I help my, how can I help my community? And I said, if you go into that with an attitude of how can I help instead of how much money am I going to make, it'll all come full circle. And it did. And it was so cool to be in the back end watching these agents who tried to help these homeowners get out of their home with dignity. And then when the market changed, those homeowners came back to that agent and bought homes from them going forward. So it was it was like, this, this is incredible to be a witness to. And so I kind of look at it. I don't think it's like it is now, but you know, it's a much better market, but it's the same thought process, you know, be strong in what you have to offer your, your clients and you will survive. You know, you'll have a strong back end business. You'll be confident of what you have to offer and your community will have confidence in you, you know? So confidence I think that's a big the word thing. right there. 
confidence mm-hmm. and trust. Those are the two words. Yeah. So you talked about, um, you know, to become a solid performer, let's talk about a couple of tips that you can give someone um, that you can offer an agent, um, whether they're new or seasoned, you know, so what would you offer there? Well, one of my favorite kind of challenges or, or asks that I, I am known to say is, is when I have the opportunity to be in front of a group or even just, you know, talk and coaching an agent one-on-one, you know, whether it's it's the beginning of their career or, or a milestone year and they've been doing this a long time, you know, I always say, look in the mirror and say, you know, would you hire you? Mm-hmm. If you've been doing a long time, would you still hire you? If you were a buyer or seller, would you entrust the most important, you know, financial asset that you have in you? And it's, it's actually, it's a humbling exercise because when you really kind of, peel back the onion and and it goes oh you know what i really do need to refine my listing presentation or the skill set that i would bring mm-hmm. maybe you know now's the right time as the market is shifting i need to go back and reevaluate my marketing proposal my marketing plan because maybe what i was needing to do the past two or three years was was different when a sign was put in the yard and it and it sold and then you know let the games begin at that moment right. so I, I always say that is number one. I mentioned number two earlier, the negotiating piece. Right. Uh, but I think that the biggest piece to that we have an incredible opportunity as, as professionals is to educate the consumer more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, the process of buying and selling anything in the world has changed so drastically through the pandemic. Think about it. Whatever you want right now, you can pretty much get it in the palm of your hand. And you can compare and you can research and it can come with ease and, and it can become fluid. And mm-hmm. as Harris Bull is saying, you know, 90% of consumers out there, I think is the latest quote, it might even be higher than that, are seeking an all integrated, all in one seamless experience. They want the process of buying and selling a home to be less com- complicated and less ridden with fear and stress. Now, it's always going to be, you know, stressful because you're dealing with people's financial assets you're dealing with the emotions of a move i mean it is it is wrought with a lot of different moving parts but Mm -hmm. we've got to go back and look at how we're retooling the process to make it easy to improve communication to keep people in the loop of where we're at to make certain that timelines are really clear and when we can do some of the heavy lifting to keep the joy in the whole process that's our job that is our job Um, and communication is at the crux of it i believe I totally agree. Communication, it's like I was telling some clients the other day in a conference call that, you know, whether that lead is brand new, came to you through social media, your website, whatever, know what you're going to do with that lead. Listen to what they say, because a a lead that's, say, zero to three months out, you know, is going to be different than a six to a nine month lead. Okay, that's just a lead. But then, you know, so you've got to make sure that you can talk to them in that capacity, but then also know what you're going to talk to and educate your current clients, your active clients. So this was something I I laughed because somebody brought this to my attention about a month ago. And I said something about, well, the pre-listing process. And the agent sat there and said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, well, that's right. You don't know what that means. And so, you know, I had to walk them through. This is what you do before you list the property, you know, not when you list it, but you, you b- develop that relationship before you even have them sign a piece of paper. 
that you're going to be the listing agent. And then walking them through that whole process. And then afterwards, what are you going to do for the next 10 years to keep in touch with that person? You know, and um, it's all about the relationship. I'm always saying, you know, when I ask a client or a potential client, you know, what, um, you know, just like, what are your goals for the next year or the next three months? And they talk about their volume, their dollar amounts. And I said, you know, I don't want to hear about the money. I want to hear mm -hmm. what do you want to achieve in three months, in six months? And then because when you when you look, take the money out of it and you do what you focus on, the money comes with it. It's just you've got to reshift the way you think about your finances and what you're really in the business for, you know, I and it's this, Kim, you know, if you pour your wealth of knowledge mm -hmm. and you gift your priceless skill set, you know, and you open, open your heart and, and your sweat equity, if you will, yes. to really guiding people to the right decision and, and, and you come at it with that mindset, you know what? The results in your success and the volume and the units and those things that will follow, but at the heart, it's people. You know, each mm -hmm. lead becomes a moment in time to open up more relationships. And I'm people always say, you know, my last name is Golden. So of course I live, I cherish, I pull the golden rule and all I do. You know, it's it's the preamble of our code of ethics. But I yeah. challenge everyone to take it to that next level, that that mm -hmm. nth degree of the platinum rule, which is you know, doing to others the way they want done unto them, not just the way we want done unto ourselves. Right. So think about every time you're in front of someone or given the opportunity to help someone, you know, how how do they want to be served? Mm -hmm. And and then the numbers and the results and the success will follow. Yeah, that's true. I say it all the time. I said, especially with the world we're in today, customer service has really dropped. And so when you can go beyond the expectations of somebody, you know, I don't care whether you're the guy that's at McDonald's handing the sack out the window with your food already in the bag. If he's got a smile on his face and he's like, thank you for, you know, coming. That to me is like, oh, wow. You know, where you don't get that anymore. So if you just treat people the way you would want to be treated, but how do they expect to be treated? They're going to, you're going to blow them out of the water without even trying because the customer service is just, people don't expect good customer service anymore, you know, because it's just fallen and it's sad, you know, and we all have experienced it. I mean, we all have bad days, but we all have experienced like, gosh, you know, if they just smiled, you know, or just held the door open for me or something like that, some little something that just can go a long way because always, like I always told my kids, I said, you don't know what somebody else is going through. So you always smile and acknowledge them and look them in the eye. And if you do that, you probably did the best thing for them all day long, you know? So that's yeah, I don't the, way I quote the book, but I think it was in raving fans. I mean, they talk about that even fast service had, had in many off, you know, instances is not fast or yes. it's not delivered with the expectation. Now there's certain fast foods that have lean in, you know, the past couple of years more than ever. And they've even revamped their whole drive-through system and mm -hmm. they have people, live people, they're taking your order and saying, how may I help you? And thank you. And yeah. have a great day. And thanks for yeah. coming back. And, um, you know, I mean, if that's what's happening in the world of exceptional fast food service for those that are trying to stand out, you know, we've definitely got to be doing it when oh, we're yeah. handling yeah. the most important financial investment for people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about you and how you manage all of this 
being a mother of two, I mean, what are they? Middle school, middle school. Yeah. Middle school and high school, right? Yeah. So kind of walk through how you balance all of that with, you know, from the time you get up in the morning until the time you go to bed with all the things that the kids are doing and you're doing. Well, I, I, I'd be misleading if I didn't say it wasn't sometimes a challenge and it is a juggle. You're juggling. We're all juggling. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, life is a series of balls and, you know, we're trying to keep them going. But um, I do believe um, that much like my my great mentor and, and our chairman emeritus now who had served as our president, Dan Forsman, he always said, own the morning. And so I'm I'm very diligent about rising early. And the having still time to, you know, have my affirmations, have my meditation, you know, read and prayer, you know, work out, you know, have a good breakfast. Cause I know for me, if I can accomplish more before 7 a.m., before the yeah. kids are off to school, I, I I will win the day, as our dear friend Brian Buffini says. Um, and that's where I had to really ensure that my systems in the morning and to not get down rabbit holes or so I like to in cul-de-sacs um, with things that pull me away. So for instance, you know, a quick pass in the morning of my email cannot become a 45 minute, you know, getting derailed from what I have to get accomplished first or getting called off surfing the web or, or you know, being distracted. And those are the things to the next piece is whatever's going to be the biggest challenge I have to face that day. You know, Dan always also told me, you know, swallow the frog first. It's kind of a funny, funny saying. Oh, it was funny. But you know, take those things that are making you apprehensive or that are challenging or maybe difficult conversations, handle those up front. Um, and then Jim Rohn, who was just an incredible mentor and, and just motivator, you know, he says, be there wherever you are, be there. So when I'm with the kids, getting them ready for breakfast in the morning or getting, the, you know, Wilson's karate ready or getting Grace ready for cheer or math or swim, practice, whatever, you know, be there, be there with the people in your lives when you're there. You know, right now with you, I'm I'm all here. Now, you I are. know that there's text messages probably coming in and there's things coming and there's bills to pay. You know, there's things pulling at me, but give people the gift of your time mm -hmm. and, and be decisive and be efficient. Um, and then just realize, you know what? It's okay. I'm not perfect. My car yeah. may be a mess right now, but it's okay. You know, I'll do that this weekend. Give yourself grace and mercy. Um, yeah. Kim, you know, I'm widowed. I lost my husband when my children were very young, um, just a total, you know, upset our entire world um, and the stability and the normalcy. And so I had a choice, you know, do you break down or do you break through? Wow. And was it hard? Absolutely. Um, but it also made me realize that I'm sure not perfect. And I just have to realize that there's only so much you can do, but just give what you have given the opportunity to do, give it your best. Mm -hmm. and, and know you gave it your all that day and um sun will come up tomorrow so rise yeah. tomorrow and, um, sun always go. comes up the next day you know that's one thing that I learned a long time ago with you know when I was starting my business I had three little ones my husband traveled constantly so I felt like a single parent and I was taking care of his mother and so there were times that I would go in the bathroom and shut the door and just sit there and cry and my kids knocking at the door mommy mommy I'll be there in a minute <laughs> Calgon, take me away. But right? you know You're what? Right? I mean, I, I was like you. I was very present. And I think that's really important for parents that are in the real estate or any any industry, really. But be present for the kids. Put the phones down, you know, put it on airplane mode. Be present because those moments will 
pass by very quickly. And so just be aware, like when you're sitting down with your family for dinner, turn off your phone. When you're sitting down with a client, turn off your phone. That person has given you their time. And then in the world that we live in, in the fast pace, that time is fragile and it's precious. And so we want to make sure that us as as entrepreneurs, we pass that on to the client, make them feel it's equally as important as we would want our family to feel, I personally think. So. I agree. And I'm a big list person. I mean, I write down all my goals. I'm big on business planning. Uh, you know, I think having visual goals, having scoreboards, I've got a big whiteboard, you know, yeah. and, and that way it helps keep it on task. And then you can prioritize, you know, what's urgent and imminent and, and what can be be passed to the, but it keeps record um, and then constantly be evaluating that. So. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So let me ask you this on a personal level, when you are not doing real estate and you're not with the kids, what does Deanne like to do? What are your hobbies? Well, my, my biggest hobby is being a, you know, a a cheer mom or a karate mom or a football mom um, and being there with my children. But that aside, you know, um, long ago I was a collegiate swimmer. And so again, I still think some sort of, I mean, exercise is so important, whether it's just even walking, you know, several times a week, or I still do some, some, some really master swimming, Um, but finding a way that you can get out and be physical, whether it's yoga or whether it's running, whatever it is, whether it's a hobby, I think that's so good because without your health, you have nothing. And so I always try to ensure that no matter how busy and crazy the weeks are, you know, that there is at least some kind of dedicated time, at least, you know, four times a week that I can do some sort of exercise. And that just, it feels me up. It lets my brain. Um, I also love to read. I love, you know, motivational books and I love podcasts. Um, I love to cook, but I, that's one thing that right now with our busy lives and our, you know, I just don't have the time to do it yeah. as much. Um, but you know, those are pieces that on the weekend, you know, being a weekend warrior to cook is, is wonderful. But to me, it's, it's about new adventures and you know, mm-hmm. finding things that I can, can expose my children to, that we can do together now, whether it's golf or skiing, um, but kind of living now, now through their eyes. Isn't it um, great? You know, that to me with, when my kids all graduated, you know, somebody asked me, they said, oh my gosh, what are you going to do now? And I went, well, you know, I've identified through my children so much, but I enjoyed being that mom. I mean, I had boys, so I didn't have the cheer squad and all that, but you know what? I was wearing those football jerseys and I was team mom and I was (laughs) And I loved it. So it's, it's, you know, you just find what makes you happy. You know, what makes one happy doesn't make the other, you know? So, you know, that's what I just tell people. Don't compare yourselves to somebody else. Find what the joy is in you and what puts that fire going and then go off, go for that. And then you'll figure it out, you know? And in our business, I mean, where it is activities that put you in contact with other dynamic people. I mean, that becomes in a way that not only you build a great personal relationship, but when the trust is there and there's a respect and they, then, you know, that does open opportunities for you to help them too with whatever it is, whether it's in real estate or in other ways in the community. So Mm -hmm. it's um, just kind of a thread that, that weaves between us all. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, I, I'm just going to sit here and just say, you know, I love talking to you. I always love talking to you <laughs> and um, in watching you, you know, I follow you on social media and I see what the kids are doing and everything. So, and I see your mom and I, you know, just, I just love y'all to death, you know? And so well, we love um, you too. you've been a gift to us in so many uh, ways. And Well, um, you've been just, 
I mean, when I saw you in San Diego, I was like, I cannot believe this. You know, this is so great. So yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. And I'm glad, you know, because I think that was the last time that there was well, there may have been one more, but then everything shut down, shut down. you know, yeah. and so now things are starting to, people are starting to have conferences again and all of that. And I always say, if you're going to go to a conference, you know, go prepared to yeah. learn and make sure who, you, what conference you're going to, you're learning, you walk away with action, you know, so that was something that I always say. And you network, um, you make invaluable relationships as mm -hmm. you go. Um, yeah, and, and I would be remiss for those that are listening. I mean, what what you've brought though, Kim, to the industry has been a, a fulfilling a need that so many of us that are heavily sales oriented have needed mm -hmm. and being able to help us get the systems and the processes in place for our business or to be able to, to have a virtual assistant or support or to be able to coach someone through what you're doing. So, you know, you have been such an asset to this industry um, in so many ways that you know, it's, it is such a valuable partnership to have mm -hmm. what your skill set and what your team does, helping us to be able to do better what we do, you know, with what our God-given talents are. So that's again, right. Well, you are so wonderful. Us. You're just wonderful. You know that, you know, I know that. So, but anyway, so is there anything that you would like to close with that, you know, somebody can go and leave this conversation and go take action on one thing. If they could take action on anything, what would that one thing that you would say a real estate agent could do? Yeah, um, but I would I would say, first of all, you know, go look in the mirror and say, would you still hire you? And, and would you hire you today, tomorrow? for five years, for 10 years, for 20 years, for 25 years. I truly believe right now what is going to be the game changer is the agents that are committed to being in this business, as I said earlier, for the life cycle of the people that they know that are that are in their sphere and in their friendship bank and in their, their life. Because to me right now, knowing that there's going to be that longer cycle between where we're at point of, of buy or sale. We've got to be a trusted advisor for all things real estate, all things community, promoting mm. our communities, you know, telling the story of the, the incredible assets that are there and the, the reason why people would want to come home to where you are and to get involved in your communities more. This is going to be a game changer. And so right now, that would probably be my number one. And to think back through, you know, if you were having, you know, a, an event this Friday with 250 of the most important people in your lives, you know, when's the last time you talked to them? When's the last time you offered them a financial real estate portfolio review? When's the last time you talked to them about their wealth accumulation strategy? Because if they're people that you know and love and care about, to the point you'd have them into your home or at an event or a marriage or, or, you know, whatever it might be, or a graduation for a child. And what are you doing to help them take every advantage of the power of the American dream and home ownership? And, and don't, don't just wait, don't wait for them to call you. Mm -hmm. It's our opportunity to, to be that spokesperson and be that guide. So that's probably the best advice that I, that I can give. Um, and Great it's, advice. Yeah. It's for a really, really rewarding career too. Mm -hmm. They have to be adapt, you know, and just what I always say is a good agent can adapt to any shift in the market. So, you yes. know, be prepared. It's not going to be smooth riding all the time, you know. So I love this quote I said yesterday. I had our big company wide kickoff yesterday and I don't know who said it. So I'm sorry to not cite the source, but had a great slide and it was these waves and it was a surfer and it was like, you know, you can't stop the waves. 
but you can learn to surf. And that's what we've got to keep doing because this is just another way that our market's going to mm-hmm. see. And the way we we continue to persevere and not be beaten down is keep learning different ways how to surf through and ride yep. the wave. So. You're so right. You're so right. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. I know it's very valuable and everything. And, um, you know, I'm sure I would love to have you on here again and talk about another topic. You've got so much we could talk about. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know someone, and I bet you do, who would appreciate this podcast, please share it with them. As a reminder, this podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes below or over at unstoppablerealestateagents.com. Remember, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Have a great day.